Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today, folks, buckle up because we're about to pour a strong cup of tea because today we're about to dive deep into the final season of The Crown. And when I say we, I mean me and our lovely correspondent, Miss China. Welcome back, friend. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. This is an appropriate version of tea. Actual, Actual tea. Tea. And tea. Exactly. You have read Prince Harry's memoir. So I have. Yes. I have. Well, I, mean, I audiobooked it, but yes. So how does Harry's memoir track compared to the final season of the crown it's crazy because like when i was watching the crown they don't really have harry in it it it, he's there it's very much focused on like how william felt like what william was going through and i get like i was really young during it in his memoir harry talks about how he didn't believe it was real that his mom had died and he just kind of was like oh no she's just like playing a game with paparazzi this isn't real and they didn't really go into that part and there were a few things in the crown that were specifically about Harry, about, you know, the, the unfortunate choice of costume for a party, his partying and weed and situation, like, which I guess kind of makes sense if you're going with like the crown, meaning like lineage of the crown being like, okay, we're going to go from like Queen Elizabeth and like then really focus on Charles and then really focus on William. But yeah, there really wasn't much from the memoir into the crown. Did he touch base on his perspective of Will and Kate dating at all? He did, but not in a sense where he was just like, oh, yeah, she was around and the whole them in the costume shop together and him asking William and Kate their opinion on the outfit, the choice in costume that was in the book that like they were involved in that, that choice. Okay. And then he would, and when he got in trouble for it, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But like everyone else greenlit it. You know what I mean? Right. Everyone else kind of thought it was a good idea, too. But okay, I guess I'll get in trouble for this. Well, what was your overall first impression of the final season? Going into the season, I was just like, I don't know where this is going to go. Where are we going to end the show? There were so many different options of what they could do, especially doing part one and part two. I think it was smart to do part one and part two the way they did that. Part one, super focused on the Diana story of mm-hmm. leading to her death, right? It's super understandable that it's part one. And then part two is like the full aftermath of everything. So I think it's very smart they did it in two parts because having a full season about just Diana kind of pulls away from topic of the crown, right? Although, bro, mm-hmm. well, we are watching for the Diana part of the story. Let's be real. 100%. I'm waiting for Diana to show up the entire time. I think it was done very classy. And the way they ended it was not where I thought they were going to end it. But it does make sense that they ended where they ended it. I thought the season was flawless. There wasn't one episode that I thought dragged on too much. And to be honest, I don't think I have a favorite season because they're all phenomenal. I don't have a favorite queen because they're all, again, freaking phenomenal. The casting is just perfection. William and Kate's casting, Diana's casting throughout. Diana's casting was amazing. And then even the younger queens in the final two episodes, they look exactly like them. When they were side by side, I was like, Oh. oh, I'm sad to see it go. I want another season just solely based on Will and Kate. I could not get enough of those two. But speaking of casting, I've got some casting for you. Go for it. This phenomenal cast. So as Queen Elizabeth, we have Imelda Staunton. As Charles, we have Dominic West. As Diana, we have Elizabeth Debicki. As Prince Philip, we have Jonathan Price. 
as William, we have Ed McKee. As Harry, we have Luther Ford. As Kate, we have Meg Bellamy. As Margaret, we have Leslie Manville. As Carol, we have Eve Best. As Dodie, we have Khaled Abdullah. And as Mohammed, we have Salim Da. As Anne, we have Claudia Harrison. And as Camilla, we have Olivia Williams. Hats off to the casting directors. Anyone yeah. who's part of that team, you guys did phenomenal. What's hard about the show is that like it spans so many generations and right. She was like in her 70s, right? So we're talking like she started got the crown when she's like in her 20s, so 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. So for 50 years, you have to cast not only just one person as they're aging, you casted like an entire family as they were aged and made it flawless. Hats off to y'all. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Oh, absolutely. All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched the final season of The Crown, we are about to spoil it for you. That being said, what was your favorite episode from part one and part two? Part one would be the episode leading into the accident. Okay. Because it felt it felt like a spy movie. They were giving you all the clues to like make the argument of what happened that night going into the accident. There's all these like really quick shots okay hotel okay like they're he was gonna propose and then he didn't and then he called his dad and then like that didn't work out so that's how that's why his dad thought all these different things and then they like now he needs a driver and the driver reaching for the drink yeah that was cool i love that episode but i think it was edited very well to like build the suspense leading up into the accident and for part two and i might be a little biased because she's just simply my favorite she's literally my netflix icon is princess margaret Okay. So like the Princess Margaret episode leading into her death, where they like flashback to her and Elizabeth at oh, the, the Ritz. Know, yeah, at the Ritz together. Like that whole episode was a, such a beautiful, touching sister moment leading into her death. Side note, there is a movie that is based on that night. It's a royal night out. Okay. It came out a couple of years ago. It's actually really good. So it's like this unofficial version of what they think happened that night when the Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret went missing. That movie's good if you want to watch that. But I just love that episode. It was so fun. It was so nice to see Queen Elizabeth's different side. But also it was fun to see like the sister bond and have let them have that special moment leading into her death. I absolutely loved episode one because you just see Diana at her best, at her absolute prime. You could tell she had moved on. She yeah. was she was legit living her best life. She was definitely on the up and up. People were seeing her absolutely thrive and grow without Charles and the royal family. And here she is possibly finding love, having a great summer. And then you see her casually throw some shade at Camilla with the photo shoot, just giving the paparazzi exactly what they want and distracting from Camilla's birthday weekend. This is prime tabloid gold to run with, basically. And she was so happy and just living her best life and I couldn't get enough of it. And episode seven, basically the Kate Middleton episode. Oh yeah. Could not get enough of Will and Kate's love story. Could not get enough of it. And did you follow it when it was happening? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And I was, okay. So they have give or take six, seven years on me. Yeah. I was thinking like how old you were. Yeah. While they were at university, I was 14 or 15 years old, but he was a heartthrob back in the day. He really was. But just seeing their love story evolve, I'll say it again, I want a full season just dedicated to them, but I know it's not going to happen, but it's fine. There was some heartbreak in this season. 
What was the most heartbreaking episode for you? I don't remember what it was, but there was just one scene that I literally was like, damn, this is heavy. Basically, like William gets called to go meet with his grandparents and then his grandparents aren't there and it's his dad. And they have this conversation and his basically like, William's like, it's your fault. She's dead. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? he like makes all these connections like she shouldn't have been there she should have been with us you broke up our family and led into you know her being with Dodie and all this stuff and that's why she died Charles is just like wait what he's like I thought you were just like an angsty teenager and just really sad I didn't realize you were blaming me oh that was heartbreaking to watch and good on Prince Philip stepping in be like hey let's just have a chat because your dad isn't fully to blame here and we need to talk about this. And then like him like going to his dad in the garden, hugging his dad, like, oh, right. My heart. Yeah. So, that was heartbreaking to watch for sure. I was going to say watching Margaret go downhill just from oh, like yeah. every stroke that she had. Yeah. You know, she was hands down the life of the party. She was definitely her own person and right. seeing her decline from the beginning of the episode to the very last moment where she makes a cameo in the Queen's Dream yeah. at the gates of Buckingham Palace. And you just see them talking about going to the Ritz and everything. And I was like, her ending cameo, oh, cut me so deep. Oh, man. I know. When, when they turned and it was the old girl, I was like, oh, this, the, this is her dying episode. Okay. The second stroke was a lot to watch. Oh, my getting God. severely in, burned. In the yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm like, who? She's not only like stroke. She's also a princess. Like who let her be by herself in this right. situation? There should have been way more supervision for someone who was having a stroke. And again, Margaret being her own person was like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. No, yeah. we're going to go have a picnic. Yeah. I, you got to admire her spirit too. I'm living life like there is no tomorrow. And she understood. Yeah, there might not be a tomorrow. Okay. What caught you off guard? Okay. Because. I did not know anything about this because if you were 14, I was like 12, okay. 11, but the Kate and Williams story, I knew nothing about it. Oh, right? okay. I knew nothing about this, right? Her mom plotted. She like saw her daughter have a little crush and she was like, oh no, we're going to make this happen. And like, you know, she watched that interview and then me and like basically convinced her daughter to take a year off and go to a different university. And during that year off, go to the things that William was also doing. She was like, I'm going to be the queen mother. And this is going to be a thing. Exactly. That was what caught me off guard too. I was like, I was not expecting Carol Middleton to be painted as the mastermind behind Will and Kate whatsoever. Yeah. That was the game changer episode for me. Yeah. Was she like, was on it. And that was never portrayed in the press. I remember Kate being called Weighty Katie because she waited out all of William's other prospects because there was a point where they did break up briefly. Oh, and okay. they had been together for almost eight years at that point. And okay. they broke up for about six months and then they got back together. But the, the tabloids called her Weighty Katie for waiting him out. Basic long game. And she was she was on it and her mother was on it. Now that we know where the crown ended, where did you think it was going to end? I thought it, like I was with you. I thought it was going to end with Kate and William's wedding. We knew that the boys didn't want their lives in the show. Right. So but I thought they wouldn't want their lives in the show 
for like their families and their children. So starting with the wedding going on, because after the wedding, it would be like them having kids and like then, okay. then Harry. I thought that would be the ending. I understand them leaving it with Charles in Camilla's wedding. It makes sense now, logistically wise. Like if you went any farther, you would probably go more into like Kate and William's love story. So yeah, I guess if you didn't want William's life to be in it, then okay, fine. Like don't go farther into the William and Kate story. And then, you know, all of Charles and Camilla and ending that saga of drama was kind of a perfect way to end it in that way. What about you? I mean, again, I thought it was going to end with William and Kate's wedding, but where it ended with Charles and Camilla's wedding with the three queens just coming into that shot. Oh, that was phenomenal. And if they don't get a Golden Globe, heads are going to roll. Heads are going to roll. It was perfection. But I mean, I'm going to say it. I loved where it ended just from the standpoint of of them showing how Charles and Camilla had to get so much permission to get married or have their marriage blessed in the church. And then the shade that the church and the queen threw in their vows. Yes. It, they yes. got publicly shamed at their wedding in yeah, their vows. They like, it was like a prayer for their sins yeah. and to pray on like the infidelity of the, and it's like, okay, in front of everybody at the church at your wedding. And then like, when the like the queen saying she was going to write her own speech and everyone's freaking out about what what she's going to say and is she going to step down and like it being like the ultimate wedding present for Charles and you could see like in that moment when she was speaking he no longer cared it was his wedding he was like am I about to get right. like, the crown like am I going to get the crown is it going to happen and then when she like didn't read a couple of the cards I was like oh yeah okay okay and then when William called her out for it and was like so I feel like I we only heard half the speech grandma like, <laughs> right? just, she's like I don't know what you're talking about yeah oh. I loved it I loved it it was great I'm also really glad that she didn't step down I'm glad Absolutely that she not. upheld the tradition yeah you know till death basically till death yeah the other thing I really loved and I'm going to give it an honorable mention here was I loved watching the queen's behavior and mindset about Camilla evolve from the shade that she would throw at Camilla to Charles and to, I guess I can tolerate her. Her mindset of a divorced woman can never be part of the the royal family to, all right, if she's going to be a part of the family, I need to at least get my grandson's opinion on this. And then I need to go and ask the church. And like, just to see that maturity uh, and mindset evolve like right. that was a huge step and I'm glad they right. showed it whether it actually happened or not I have no idea but I loved every bit of it so watching the process from like season three to season six was a big deal yeah no I loved her her growth in the Camilla thing too mm-hmm. Charles and Camilla is such a hard love story to, to like approve of and yeah in any way so like I get I get the queen and like the moments where she like has a little daggers of comments about yeah. it is so good but i mean i guess in the sense that like i talked earlier like charles was never gonna let it go and right. he's never gonna move on with his life until like whatever so it's like okay fine can we we'll do, we'll do it can we just move on now it kind of was the vibe it's like you're annoying everybody can you just do it so we can move on now and now it is time for the spotlight of the week tax pros an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services with three locations in southern california tax pros is there to meet you where you are 
offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. We here at the Fangirl Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Netflix, the royal family, in any way, shape, or form. We're just really big fans. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.